Appamata and its programs are supported by your generosity and your generosity and support makes such a difference. You can find a link for contributions on the website at appamata.org. Thank you. Welcome. Now the teachers will be offering incense and the head student will be offering incense. During the ceremony, questions will be asked first by entrusted teachers and followed by past head students. Heart of Great Perfect Wisdom Sutra, Avalokiteshvara Bodhisattva, when deeply practicing Prajnaparamita, clearly saw that all five aggregates are empty and thus relieved all suffering. Shariputra, form does not differ from emptiness. Emptiness does not differ from form. Form itself is emptiness. Emptiness itself form. Sensations, perceptions, formations, and consciousness are also like this. Shariputra, all dharmas are marked by emptiness. They neither arise nor cease, are neither defiled nor pure, neither increase nor decrease. Therefore, given emptiness, there is no form, no sensation, no perception, no formation, no consciousness. No eyes, no ears, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind. No sight, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no object of mind, no realm of sight, no realm of mind consciousness. There is neither ignorance nor extinction of ignorance, neither old age and death nor extinction of old age and death. No suffering, no cause, no cessation, no path no knowledge and no attainment. With nothing to attain, a bodhisattva relies on prajnaparamita and thus 
because the mind is without hindrance. Without hindrance, there is no fear. Far beyond all inverted views, one realizes nirvana. All Buddhas of past, present, and future rely on Prajnaparamita and thereby attain unsurpassed, complete, perfect enlightenment. Therefore, know the Prajnaparamita as the great miraculous mantra, the great bright mantra, the supreme mantra, the incomparable mantra, which removes all suffering and is true, not false. Therefore, we proclaim the Prajnaparamita mantra, the mantra that says, Gate, Gate, Paragate, Parasangate, Bodhi, Svaha. The world-honored one twirls a flower. Once in ancient times, when the world-honored one was at Vulture Peak, he twirled a flower before his assembled disciples. All were silent. Only Mahakashapita broke into a smile. The world-honored one said, I have the eye treasury of right dharma, the subtle mind of nirvana, the true form of no form, and the flawless gate of the teaching. It is not established upon words <coughs> and phrases. It is a special transmission outside tradition. I now entrust this to Mahakashapta. Woman's verse. Whirling a flower, the snake shows its tail. Mahakachapta breaks into a smile, and people and divas are confounded.
This is the Dharma staff, five feet long. Once a black snake on Vulture Peak, it became the Udinvara flower. At Shaolin Temple, it burst forth the five pillars of Zen. Sometimes it is a dragon swallowing heaven and earth. Sometimes a Vajra sword giving and taking life. The staff is now in my hands. Though a mosquito biting an iron bull, I cannot give it away. Dragons and elephants, let us call forth the Dharma. Give me your questions. Head student. I'm honored to be the first to ask a question today as a former head student myself. And I'm instructed by our teachers uh, to follow the form of asking the question, listening attentively to the answer, uh, and saving congratulatory statements for later. I will do that. Uh, I have actually two questions on behalf of uh, entrusted teachers. One is my own. And one is from entrusted teacher Todd Bankler. My question I find koans so confusing. How should I study koans? With your heart. The next question is from Todd Bankler. We teach practice with a mind of inquiry. But is there a shadow side to this? It is very easy to drown in inquiry. is seemingly simple, although very complex. We sit in silence. We are in awareness. We let all thinking mind drop away and just see what comes up. It has been a curiosity to me how koan study fits in with that since it seems to be focused on the thinking mind that we are letting drop away. I know you have done a great deal of study of koans, and in fact, the last 100 days intensely studied one. And I would like your perspective on what koan study offers a practitioner of Buddhism, of the Dharma. It's an opportunity to drop away the discursive mind and to look at yourself in a mirror. <laughs> Student Kim. I mean, it's just, just next. 
Head student Kim. Yes. In practicing Buddhism, we sit, we learn and follow teachings. We learn from our teachers and we take part in Sangha. And we also bow before the altar. I'm curious, how do these activities that are part of our practice, how do they help heal the world? First, they do no harm. Second, they give us the capacity to act wisely. Hello, Kim. I'm aware you've been exploring the, the uh, case that you presented a few moments ago for some time. And I too am very drawn to that case. And I want to ask you what it is that draws you to that particular teaching, please. To be honest, at, at one level, it could have been any koan I think I could have had as much fun with. But what I particularly draws me to the, that koan are uh, kind of two things. One is um, I found it in a book when I was taking care of my sister who was passing away and read it in the book and thought about it quite a bit as she was passing away. And the second is we have this fantastic need now that I talked about earlier in my Dharma talk for smiling, for laughing, for, you know, we're in a pandemic, we're personally have some kind of suffering going on. We have climate, we have a civil war going on. And so the fact that there's a smile there just warms my heart. Kim, <clears throat> I am honored to be here today. I have heard uh, you in a number of um, conversations talk about this koan. And um, every time I listened to you, I became really curious about, about well, similar to Josh's question, what draw you to the koan? More specifically, I know you are an artist. 
And I am wondering how the Cohen informed your art as our life is our practice and how your art informed your head student experience. My brain has two parts, it seems. One is the one that does the, the pictures and the other is the one that thinks about things and tries to tear them apart and understand them. And I learn with the art, I learn more what the other part of my brain is thinking. So they, they uh, spur each other on it's almost like a committee. Well, it is a committee that works together and works at odds to each other sometimes. Um, at one time, um, all the art that, that people have seen mostly is, um, is art that I've done, but at one time I had someone else do all the text actually probably more than one time and that's okay too because it just spurs something on i love to uh but it could be something as simple as looking at the grass outside also it doesn't need to be words Head student, Buddha developed this process for relieving suffering. Zen has grown from this process. Is there any other use for Zen but softening suffering? No. Head student Kim. In the recent couple of years, I have noticed that in the name of compassion, many people have stopped being compassionate. There's a new, what I see is cloud of canceling people's freedom of expression. How are we to walk the way of compassion 
without turning it into a belief system, without falling into the trap of the religiosity of belief. That's really a tough one, but I think we can do that for each other as we, this uh, belief is like blinders. I think that's what you're referring to. And we can tell each other, hey, you're not seeing the whole picture. You're just doing belief, which we admire Buddhism because it's not based on believing what someone else said. That's end of questions. I have one more question from a okay. side member. May I, or I will come closer. I'm asking this question on behalf of our friend Mehdi Sharifian. He asks, is there a relationship between intimacy with all things, enlightenment, and creativity in art? I can't imagine anything that's unrelated to anything else. Um, it's all the same process. The intimacy, the creativity, the uh, awakening, awakening uh, there's no difference. Through the support of the teachers and all of you, I have been head student. I am deeply grateful for all your help, but I have not been worthy of it. Please forgive my mistakes. They fill heaven and earth, leaving no place to hide. Friends, if my actions and words have misled you, please wash your ears in the pure sound of the present, and please continue your practice. I'm quite ashamed, but I will keep on trying. I will practice more diligently. Thank you very much.
you want to start, Flint? Sure. That's nice to see you closer, Kim. It's so, uh, so wonderful to see the three of you in the Zindo. It's, it's, um, uh, these are beautiful days. It's good to, to see these changes. And it's beautiful to hear your voice, to see your face, to feel your heart, uh, to walk in that uh, unusual and beautiful garden, which is your mind, as we've done this. And I also want to congratulate and thank you for your steadfastness during this um, unusual time and your flexibility in managing being a hit student, which is a challenging enough uh, role uh, and training role and request during a time that's uh, a bit awkward. You've been so generous uh, and so kind and so wise in the ways that you responded to uh, the Sangha and to all of us. And I'm, I'm deeply grateful. Thank you so much, Kim. I want to say uh, what uh, a great treasure you are in our Sangha and how much we have appreciated all of your many, many, many gifts. Um, but your creative expression, I think, is what really provides the spark and the light um, in what you do. It's so wonderful to see every day your contributions, uh, your wonderful creative spirit in approaching the practice. It just opens up whole new dimensions of the practice for people in the ways that you play with ideas or the way that you think about these things. And the way you've supported people through depth and practice and through so many other endeavors. But this head student role is really ideally suited to you because you are such a friend to the students and that's the role. And I think it's probably been a, a pleasure for you to have that opportunity to be a friend to the students in the way that you are the rest of the time. So, but just in this official capacity, we're so, so very fortunate to have you as a uh, bright, bright light in our Sangha. And I want to wish you personally a very happy birthday today. Oh. Now we'll open it up for anyone who would like to offer congratulatory remarks. Maybe Maria can spotlight people. Just raise your hand. If you know how to do that with the little reactions down below, um, that little button there, you can raise your hand. Uh, and, and if you can't figure out how to do that, just raise it like this. And, uh, and you, you can uh, spotlight just Kim and whoever the person is, Maria. Would you like me to take you and Flint off the screen? Julie? Yes, yeah. you can take us off the screen. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Kim. I just want to say how much how deeply I've enjoyed your 
uh, drawings that I've been following and um, the sense, I, I, when Flint said, the garden of your mind, I thought that's a garden I'd love to walk around. So thank you very much for all you've offered. And uh, Kim, I'd like to say um, what a pleasure it is to uh, have you in our house here, uh, thousands of miles away across the sea uh, <laughs> this evening. It's evening here. Um, and to uh, witness your beautiful uh, responses to the questions. So thank you so much. <laughs> Hello, Kim. <laughs> Happy birthday and uh, congratulations. I'd just like to say that I have really appreciated your humour and your seriousness that go very much side by side. And I love the way that whenever I've had a problem or an issue, you've thrown a colon at me or a, a comment that's just cut right through the delusion or whatever it is I'm having and, 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 and just brought me right back. And, and, I've, and how you share, you, you, you're tangled with the koans with everyone, deepening our practice. It, it's just been, been wonderful. And, and how you've kind of, I call it sort of, how you've put me into to roles and not listened to that anxious part of me. You've cut through to the part of me that you knew could do it. And instilled, by doing that, instilled a belief in myself. And when I thought you were throwing me into the fire, I found out it was just warm air <laughs> and I'm, I'm really, really grateful for, for, um, for what you've, you've, you've given you such a gift. I mean, all getting to know you over this last year has been nothing more than a gift. It, I've learned so much and it's been wonderful and you've become a dear friend and, and congratulations, Kim. Thank you so much. Okay, I am unmuted. Kim, I, I just am, first of all, so happy for you. And also just thank you for your steadfastness and your open compassion offered to everyone. And what a, what a wonderful flower you are for our Sangha. And um, most of all, I'd just like to say I'm just very thankful to be your friend. Oh, am I up? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kim, and congratulations uh, on your head student. This time you've had as head student that's coming to an end. And um, I think um, you're such a strong spiritual friend to me and to so many people that it's just, it had to be that you would be a, uh, the head student because it's just perfect <laughs> for you. And um, 
I've loved I've loved watching you grow through uh, the koan that you've been studying, and uh, thank you for every kindness you've showed. You weren't you're one of the kindest people I know, and um, of course your creativity is wonderful. Um, but anyway, thank you for being my spiritual friend and everything that you offer to all of us. Well, Kim, happy birthday. I'm, I'm really happy that you were born because it's meant that we've been able to journey together. And that's just been so rich for me, what you've given. And that right from the very beginning, when I first started just sort of poking around to see what at Apamata would be something that I could and, and was ready for participating in, that you've made me smile the whole time. Your, your whole way of looking at the world and talking about it has just brought smile after smile to me often. And we've also had the opportunity to, to go through some things that have been real, real deep for me. And I really appreciate your guidances, your insights, and, and your smile. And I thank you. Kim, I wanted to say that uh, in as I've grown weary of words, it's been a real delight over this period to witness you just doing, just doing things and doing things so consistently and so warm-heartedly that I feel my own spirit resting because I have such full confidence that if something needs to be done, <laughs> Kim will do it. <laughs> and I know it's not about the burden of overtasking you, but the graciousness with which you just do is such a gift to all of us. And I thank you for it. Would you like to unmute, John? Thank you. What else do I have to do? It's just offering congratulations. Yes. Kim, I've known you for several years and watched you as you've grown. And this year when I had my uh, visit with you and we had tea, when I came away from that, I thought, I don't know what I expected, but I thought it was gonna be very serious. And we both laughed so much. I thought, this is something about Buddhism I didn't know. 
<laughs> and I've known you as, you know, you've worked with your family and I've been on this sort of the side of that with your brother-in-law and just the, your generosity and the generosity you've shown to me, driving me to and from without a, even a peep. I'm just grateful to have you as a friend and to enjoy your creativity. Thank you so much. I think Joan wanted to say something. She's kind of in the background here, so. <laughs> well, Kim, you are totally amazing. I am shocked by all your skills and besides skills, how you get things done. If it needs to be done, you get it done and you find things that need to be done that others haven't noticed. You're uh, just an awesome force of nature. You have been so good for our Sangha. And it's not just in doing things, it's also bringing us together as a Sangha. I think you are fabulous at catching people doing things right and noticing that. And I have not seen anyone better at encouraging getting people to help to pitch in and enjoying it. And uh, you've certainly done that with me and every time you've asked or not even asked, you know, I was so willing to help out. It's just a rare, rare ability. And I can honestly say, that my life is enriched for knowing you. And I'm not a betting woman, but I'd be willing to bet that every person that is sitting in this today would agree with that statement. Any more congratulations before we move on to the next part? Oh, hi, Kim. So, um, yeah, uh, Kim, I have to say that, um, well, I'm, I'm glad that Joan started crying a little bit Anyway, as an AV monitor and a new um, practitioner of Zen, um, well, you taught me about taking instruction. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize I had a little issue with it but you really helped me because I was making mistakes and, you know, those are our teachers, but, you know, I had to kind of, yeah, thank you for that. Um, and also, um, 
in terms of um, actual instruction about Zen and practice, um, our meditations on Analeo were um, really pretty transformative in terms of my, my daily practice. So um, I wanted to thank you for that too. So congratulations, happy birthday, and thank you. Kim, happy birthday and congratulations on being head student. Um, I remember when council members gathered to recommend a head student as we do, um, more than one person said, um, Kim already does everything that a head student does. So why don't we just, you know, have him be head student? Um, and you did, um, actually even more in your presence and your ability to, to weave together your own internal um, practice with expression so that we could be part of it. So we could like be inside the garden of your brain as this con unfolded. It was um, a very unusual and I think very um, instructive experience. Um, finally, I want to thank you for the precious time that we had together having tea, um, sharing your wife's um, ceremony and our conversation, your generous comments. Um, they, may, they meant a quite a lot to me, um, and I'm grateful for you. Hey Kim, just wanted to say congratulations and <clears throat> happy birthday and for all the support really that you've shown me, you know, when I've had difficulties and you've, you've, you've always been there and been kind and not judgmental, you know, and I really appreciate that. Um, I really like your Dharma talks with a slideshow, it's great. <laughs> so I hope we'll see more of those. And uh, I just want to wish you well and say uh, thank you and congratulations. <laughs> You're muted, Darcy. Okay. So, Kim, in addition to all the other wonderful things that have already been said, uh, just two things that really stand out in my mind that I wanted to thank you for. And uh, one is the um, tea that we had when I, I just won't ever forget it. And I was walking in the woods and couldn't find my way back. And I sat down on the log and we had tea together and it was, I just won't ever forget it. It was wonderful. And the other thing is, I think it was your Dharma talk today. The thing that I um, is still with me today is that you said that you try to make your wife laugh every night before you go to bed. So thank you for those two things. Mm -hmm.
Okay. Thank you so much, Kim. I think you can see how appreciated and loved you are here. So we'll offer the merit now. We offer the merit of this ceremony for the welfare of all beings everywhere. May all be relieved of suffering, free from fear, longing, aversion, and ignorance. And may we together with all beings realize the awakened way. And we have our uh, bodhisattva vows uh, that we will share. And um, let me see if I can find them and put them up on the screen in case you don't have them. Um, let's see. Okay. Well, that's in Spanish. <laughs> Maybe helpful for some people. Okay, there we go. Okay, so the uh, final vows. Um, beings are numberless. I vow to free them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to embody it. Beings are numberless. We vow to free them. Delusions are inexhaustible. We vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. We vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. We vow to embody it. Beings are numberless. This vow frees them all. Delusions are inexhaustible. This vow ends them all. Dharma gates are boundless. This vow enters them all. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. This vow embodies it. And we'll do three bows together. There's a small bell roll down, Joan. Thank you everyone for joining us. Um, I always feel that ceremonies weave the fabric of our uh, spiritual community. And in addition to our opportunities for more casual kinds of get togethers, this is what really um, connects us deeply to our Zen tradition. 
So thank you for helping make this possible and for supporting Kim in this wonderful ceremony.